The opinions expressed in the following program are those of the producer and not necessarily those of WKTV Community Media. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of The Joe Show, Connecting All Abilities. I'm your host, Joe DeYoung. Today is Monday, October 5th, 2020. The sun is shining here. <clears throat> a little breezy, but I don't mind. Today, I have, another I, I have another guest on my show today. She is from Network 180. Please welcome Regina. Good afternoon, Regina. Good afternoon, Joe. How are you today? You know what? I'm mighty fine. How are you doing today? I'm glad to have you on my show. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really pleased to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me and, and Network 180 to uh, talk with you today. Hey, it's my pleasure, you know. <laughs> All right. Tell me about Network 180 and its programs to foster independence and in connecting with the community. Yeah, well, Network 180, a lot of people don't realize, is the Kent County Community Mental Health. So we provide services to adults and children and their families um, for people who are challenged by uh, a mental illness, um, who need help with a substance use disorder, or have an intellectual or developmental disability. So our supports are, are very, you know, um, it's a wider range of support. We have um, services that we offer directly. Um, a lot of people are familiar with our access center and that is our 24 seven, 365 day available um, service. So for people who are in crisis, um, who need help right away, um, you can you know call us or come into our uh, access center for help. Um, it also serves as the gateway to getting access to a lot of our other services, things like um, outpatient therapy, counseling. Um, we have it, that for both adults and children. Um, we have parent support uh, help, uh, peer support help, recovery support. Um, we also uh, provide um, services to families who need support coordination for a loved one to help them sort of navigate um, the systems. But we also contract with many other um, network partners for services that we don't directly provide like residential care um, and, and stuff like that. So, you know, whenever you think about receiving services for one of those areas for mental health, substance use or intellectual and developmental disabilities, um, Network 180 is the um, sort of the first stop to getting those services oftentimes. So. Oh, that's cool. It's very wonderful because yeah. there's a lot of disabilities and also also you guys support people with uh, with visually impairment if I'm if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Well, we, we support people through, you know, our services and we make any accommodations that we possibly can to make our services accessible for people. So, yes, we we do, although we don't provide a, like a direct support program for people who are visually impaired. All right. Gotcha. I understand. Um, how does Network 180 finance its programs? 
Well, a lot of our um, programs are uh, funded through federal and state funding. Um, we are also responsible for the distribution distribution of those funds like Medicaid dollars um, to uh, our network partners. Um, so we're also, you know, we have the fiduciary responsibility along with just the good stewardship of, of those funds. Um, you know, taxpayer dollars go into the services that we, we offer. So we have to be really careful about how we spend those dollars because we want the community to, um, you know, have confidence in how tax dollars are being spent to provide services. Well, you know what? When you got to pay your taxes, you got to pay your taxes on the on, on the right day and when you got to do it. That's uh, absolutely true. But when we pay taxes, we also want our tax dollars to be used responsibly. And so that's Network 180 is, you know, tries to really pay attention to that. That that's good that you pay attention to that because if the if you guys are not I mean if the, if the taxes are not being being dealt with I mean how then how is the I mean how, I mean how are the services going to get financial benefits and how are they going to get how are they going to get the money and also the support? Exactly, I think one of the worst things that could possibly happen is when services have to be cut because of mis mismanagement of funds or. A shortage of funds and and we you know we all know you know and um, the people who work for network 180 know how important these services are for you know helping people remain independent stay in their communities um, to be able to participate in the workforce or receive education and so um, you know it's really important uh, that you know we we manage this well to the best of our ability we, of course, are at the mercy of the government for those funds, but uh, we we do, I think, a lot um, with what we have. Yeah, because I think you guys are uh, funded by the government, correct? Yep. Yes, we are. All righty. Um, give me an example of the programs that you have. Uh, so, like I had originally... Um, talked about, you know, we have the access center, which is sort of a crisis response um, center so that people who need immediate assistance for a mental health crisis or a substance use disorder can either come directly to the access center or call our, um, our number, which I'm just gonna uh, put out right now is 336-3909. Um, and so if someone is in crisis, they are able to uh, connect with us any any time of the day, 24-7, every day of the year, including including holidays. Gotcha. We also do um, all of the uh, autism screenings for Kent County. So if uh, you know some parents out there are concerned that perhaps maybe their child um, is uh, has autism, they can come. They can make an appointment. We handle those uh, calls and those appointments during regular business hours, eight to five. Um, and uh, we can, you know, get your child screened. And if they need services, we can get you connected to those services and supports that are necessary. Cool. Um, how can, how can, all right, well, just in case, like if people are in a crisis, if some people, with disabilities and also people that are in crisis, I mean, 
but like how 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 can people like how can they get a hold of like how can they get a hold of network 180 if they need help or if they need help in their families um the number to call would be 336-3909 that number is available all the time um and you know if if you're in a situation um, maybe you're a family member and you have, you know, a loved one, whether they be a child or an adult, that, you know, putting them in the car and bringing them to access center would actually be dangerous for yourself or for that person. We also have mobile crisis teams that are able to actually come to where the person is to do an assessment and help them get connected to services. So there's also that, that feature um, when it comes to access that I want to make people aware of. Yeah. All right. That's good that you guys have a good, uh, you, you, you know what, you guys have a good team at Hope Network and you guys have a lot of good programs that you guys run and that are also funded by the government. Like I said, um, that, uh, also like, like when you mentioned about when the family member or someone that can't get in the car and not the crisis team are there to help them. Yeah, that, that, that'd be our mobile crisis team. And I just want to um, uh, make sure people are aware. Um, we are Network 180. Uh, we are not Hope Network. Hope Network is one of our partners. Um, and they have a lot of really fabulous services. Uh, but Network 180 is is who I represent today. That's, so, that's good. Yeah. And also, um, you know what? I mean, well, we are in a crisis right now. All of us are. But you know what? We got to get through this together. You're absolutely right. And, you know, we, we want to make sure that the community is aware, you know, we are putting in place every safety precaution available. Um, and so no one has to be concerned about, you know, if you were in crisis or your loved one was in crisis and needed help, you know, give us a call, but it's also okay to come to our access center. Um, we are deploying, you know, all of our staff are, are uh, you know, using PPE and um, we're doing very close monitoring of, you know, anybody, you know, people's temperatures and stuff like that. Um, but we've also created safe environments for, people to come in for assessment and to get access to services. We, we're implementing telehealth. Um, uh, we have actual rooms set up where a person can come in um, and receive a consultation without actually having any, um, you know, human contact. Uh, so, you know, we, we had to do it really quickly, but we've done a really good job with that. Um, and our mobile crisis team too, they are fully geared with um, personal protection equipment. So if you needed someone to come to your home, you wouldn't have to be concerned about, you know, the possible uh, COVID virus being, you know, transmitted to you or your family. Um, we're being, you know, very uh, conscientious about that and making sure that we are following all safety protocols that we're aware of. And you guys are also still following the social distance, the six feet rule too, if I'm correct. Oh, absolutely. In every way that we possibly can. Yes. All right. Gotcha. Um, how, how does, how does hope? No, no, no. I'm sorry. How does network 180? Yeah. How, how does network 180 
connect w connect with connect with people connect with people in all abilities i think um you know as we were talking about previously um you know we try to make all accommodations for anybody who's seeking services so for example if you're unable to come to our access center but you need help we can send someone to you um, you know, if, uh, you know, we have even teams who work in the emergency rooms. Um, so if you, you know, are there because you, you know, either thought you had a medical emergency or because that's where the person, you know, someone thought was best to bring you. We also have teams that can come out to, um, to emergency departments uh, throughout the area. Um, in addition to that, you know, we have transportation services. So someone, you know, if you're like, I don't have a ride, I don't have a way to get there, but I really need help. You know, we're able to offer transportation to our access center for assistance, or again, you know, using our, um, our crisis mobile teams who can come directly to you. Um, we also have teams that work in schools and help support students in schools who are having difficulty so that, you know, whatever their challenges are, with mental health or um, intellectual and developmental disabilities that they are receiving the support they need to be able to continue getting their education. Oh, all right, I got you. Like, like people with, with mental, I'm sorry, did I cut you off? No, go oh, ahead. Oh, okay. Because also people with mental health disabilities, um, like, uh, like for an example, like schizophrenia, for an example, mm -hmm. um, that's a very scary, that's very scary to have. Yeah, it can be really difficult to manage sometimes. And it, of course, it, it depends on the degree of severity. Um, but, you know, being able to get connected with people who understand your illness and know what sort of supports you need and are able to communicate with you can really make a big difference. Um, we also, unlike, you know, the old days, we have a lot of really um, good and helpful medications that can help someone who is experiencing something like schizophrenia or, you know, a bipolar disorder, you know, and, and particularly lately, you know, we, when we think of mental illness, we often think of um, those big, those really big, difficult challenges that, that people might have, but, you know, and sometimes the stigma involved with, with getting help you know, prevents people from getting the services that they need. Um, and one of our roles is to help reduce stigma, um, you know, around getting help. Right now, there are a lot of people because of having to, um, you know, stay, in, stay at home for so long, um, maybe uh, parents who have been, you know, home with their children 24 seven, trying to do their job and help their kids with school and keep their kids entertained since March are experiencing, you know, for the very first time, maybe some symptoms that they need help with. Um, you know, depression is very real. Um, isolation can have just devastating effects on people. Um, and, and so we want to make sure that people understand that, you know, it's more than just, of course, we help people who have, you know, a severe illness like schizophrenia. Um, but we also help people who are struggling with just that that day-to-day -day, and those symptoms can actually kind of stack up and then become a crisis when someone maybe has thoughts of hurting themselves or hurting someone else. And we want to make sure that there's not, a, you know, any barriers of being worried about being judged 
or being thought of as weird or sick or something like that to be able to reach out and get help. Um, because a majority of people by getting help, by getting support can, you know, live perfectly productive, wonderful, happy, happy lives, um, you know, with their families and, and their friends, um, and their communities. So, you know, uh, stigma is a, is a big deal and something we still struggle with and still have to work on, but it's really important for people to understand it's okay to ask for help. Not only that, but you know what, it's also, it's also okay to reach out for help. I mean, there, there's help available. Um, you guys are available 24 seven. Yes, absolutely. You know, and our phone line is, you know, it's not just for, okay, come in right now. Um, if you, you know, some people are, sometimes they're just in a situation where if they have someone to talk to, um, you know, they're able to reach out and get the help they need. They just need someone to listen to them. And our crisis line also, you know, provides that service as well. Um, but we also are available if someone does need help. We don't ever want anyone to hesitate um, and, you know, uh, put themselves in danger as a result of not getting the help that they need. Well, you know what? You brought up a good point about this. It's a good thing you brought up a good point. But it, you know what? It, it, it's, it's sad that some people don't have anybody to talk to in their lives, even a loved one that they have um, – that they have lost, uh, that they have lost either due to this virus or the due to suicide or, you know, what was going on. Oh, yeah. Um, I, there's hardly anything, uh, I find sadder than talking to someone who lost a loved one to, um, who lost a loved one. A person grieving is very difficult. Um, but people who, are left behind after suicide, it's a very difficult thing to get over. Um, because one of the things you're constantly thinking about is what should I have seen? What could I have done differently to help my loved one? Or, you, you know, know, and you're right. About it. Or, Go or, ahead, or, or, you know what, and for another example, or what could I have done to prevent this from happening? What could I have done to check in on them? on your kiddo like 24 seven and check on them like to, because whenever they're thinking about that, like you never know. I mean, like look out for the signs because there's signs of mood swings and the way they talk, the way they think. And also with the way that they, that they do things when they're alone. It's also with adults too. And also teenagers, which is really sad. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we see, you know, one of the areas that um, has the greatest increase besides, you know, the uh, youth is um, seniors. Um, are, uh, there, the rates of seniors uh, uh, ending their life by suicide. It's at um, a high? It? Yeah, it's, it's increased like 10% over last year. And again, you know, um, COVID has really, um, you know, people who has, has really disrupted uh, people's social networks. They're the places where they, you know, if you're feeling lonely, you could go to your club or you could go to, you know, um, your church. Oh, and can, can I, can I stop you there for a minute? 
Yeah. Um, well, thank you for coming on my show. Uh, thank you for coming on my show today. It was really a pleasure to have, nice to have you. Is there anything you'd like to say before I go? No, just uh, thank you for having us. And, you know, again, to your, to people watching your show, um, if you ever, you know, need support, please reach out to Network 180. Our number is 336-3909. All righty. Well, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in to, to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please don't forget to share, like, and subscribe, and comment down below. And also, you can find me on other podcast platforms, such as iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. And also, don't forget to leave me a rating and also write a review. And I will see you guys next week, Monday, October 12th, 2020. And until next time, peace. The opinions expressed in the preceding program are those of the producer and not necessarily those of WKTV Community Media.